What's going on, folks? It's your boy here, Dr. Sean Thomas, with episode 15 of the Be More Today show. We are back. We are back. We are back in the building, and it's so good to be here. Uh, I'm here by myself today, folks. I have a special guest on today. He's a lifelong friend. And as our Father's Day show for today, I wanted to just talk to him personally, one-on-one. Before I bring him on the show, my quote for today is very, very simple. It's actually by Zig Ziglar. And it says, when obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision to get there. This week, folks, was interesting for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch my, my social media this week at all, but uh, as I noted a couple weeks ago, actually 15 days ago, the Brown University program had cut 11 varsity teams uh, in the act of trying to increase diversity and improve the competitiveness of the athletic program. They cut 11 teams, three of which were the men's track and field teams and the cross-country teams. Now, as a member of those teams, uh, you know, I, I ran for Brown for uh, four years. I, I won all the awards that they give all the students at Brown, MVP, Freshman of the Year, Most Valuable Play. I was two-time Ivy League champion. I was uh, conference champion. Clearly, I was captain for two years, and I was very much invested in this program. So when I heard the news that they cut the program, uh, I, was, I was sad. And a number of people who were on social media and, and, and on emails and text messages came together from years of Brown history, years of alumni, uh, people of color and not people of color just came together and rallied. Because to cut a program like this in the quotation marks of enhancing the diverse population of Brown University makes no sense. Track and field is one of the most diverse uh, events you'll ever see, no matter if you're in New York or in California, uh, college level and, and, and beyond, high school level and beyond. So when we got the news of this, people, we, 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 we came together, we, we mobilized, and people sent letters, people sent emails, people sent text messages, they had a donation page, and literally, with the help of alumni coming together and making their, their feelings and, and words known, uh, President Paxson turned... Uh, the, the status of the decision and reinstated the Brown track and field and cross country program. So I'm super excited today. And the quotation for me is, is, is poignant because it says that, you know, when obstacles do come, you change your direction. You don't change your decision to get there. There was a direction that we wanted the program to go in and it was, it was thwarted. It was stopped. Um, but we came together and we went a different route. We actually came together. And to be honest, it, it was a blessing in disguise because I can't remember really a time when, the alumni of, of this track and field institution came together like this, um, especially the people of color who rallied together. Um, all the students who were really upset and hurting, all the ones who were going to be new students coming into the incoming class for next year. Uh, it was devastating to hear the news. But when people came together, especially in the light of all the things that were happening with George Floyd and all the racial things happening in the country, uh, when diversity was challenged uh, and, and, the, and, the, and the aspect of trying to en enrich the program um, for sailing, nonetheless, 
people came together and said, you know what, we're going to rally for this. And, you know, I'm not one to fight for a lot of things, but I was one to fight for this. And I'm just so happy that my alumni came together, my alma mater did the right thing, and that uh, men's track and field and cross country will be back and, in, in, the, in the fall. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited that we came together and saw change. You know, many times people think they want to do things, and we, we protest, and we do these things, and we see change, and sometimes we don't. But this time, it was a victory. I'm just very, very excited for that. So kudos to Brown and everyone who supported that, that movement, from Malcolm Gladwell to David Diggs and everyone else who was on the um, platform to make it happen. I really, really appreciate it. I'm really, really proud to hear the news. Today, folks, I have a very special guest. Uh, he's a brother of mine, really. Um, and for our Father's Day show, I wanted to bring on somebody who I knew um, would be a rock star. I knew is... Uh, someone who is, is a mentor. He is a pillar for his family um, and not just a brainiac when it comes to doing his job, but just a man of many, many talents. And as you know, on this show, we highlight ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Uh, he is nothing less than ordinary. He is Ricky Venters. Uh, and Ricky Venters is recognized as an engineer of impact, defying the odds, completed his bachelor's, of math, math, bachelor's and master's degree in mechanical engineering and to achieve his professional engineering license. During his tenure in STEM-related fields, Ricky recognized the increasing competitiveness in the industry and sought to become a source of inspiration and mentor students to young and professionals in STEM-related fields. Ricky has provided business development resources and vendor management systems for John Hopkins University facilities and real estate department, where he managed an annual construction portfolio of $150 million, ensuring disadvantaged minority women and men own businesses were provided with opportunities. He currently works for John Hopkins to provide educational programming and mentorship opportunities for startups in the Baltimore area to help build the commercialization ecosystem. Ricky is the author of two books, one bestseller and host of the podcast, The Success Journey Show, which has been heard in 60 countries and 40 states. In his latest venture, Ricky has partnered with a team of baseball and softball hitting experts to create Hit Dr. MD an online platform which provides baseball and softball hitting coaching, as well as invent and develop hitting training products. He's recognized as a STEM specialist, helping students and professionals across the globe identify what success means and identify the paths they need to take in life to achieve their dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, I now introduce to you my boy, my brother from another mother, Ricky Ventures. Ricky, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? What is going on, man? So happy to be here this morning with you, bro. I'm just happy to have you on the show, dude. You know, I, I, I got to admit, before I even let you say anything, you know, this this podcast is really uh, a, a, a product of you. Like, I oh, didn't man. know what I was doing when I started doing this at all. I, I literally wrote a book, said I want to do a podcast, and you know, thanks to my publisher, Darren Palmer. Of course, I thank him uh, uh, first, but you really helped me to get this podcast going to just talk about, you know, and think about how to do it, what platform to use, you know, how to set it up, what mic to use. Everything about it was really based on your toolage. So I just really wanted to say thank you and appreciate you for that and, and let you know that, um, you know, I, I, I just, I love you, homie, and I really appreciate you being on the show today. Oh, man, appreciate that, man. But hey, man, wh whenever I make mistakes and stumble along the way, man, I'm always willing to share <laughs> with anyone, you know. So, uh, nah, man, appreciate you, man. Love what you're doing. 
uh, excited about your, the work that you've been doing over these last few years. And, and I, not even a few years, it's been a lifetime of work for you, man. But the way that you've been able to package it and uh, share it with the world over the years, man, it's been an inspiration for me. So, man, like, like we all, you, we know, man, we've been pushing each other for years, you know, so, you know, from afar and, uh, and from close, man. So it's just an honor just to be here, just be a part of this point awesome. in your life, man. Awesome. Awesome. Let's get into it. I know you have a lot yeah. to talk about, but and with COVID-19 going on and, and all the racial things happening, uh, let the people know where you live and let them know how you're doing right now with all that's happening with COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I live in Maryland um, and COVID-19. So I, I live, so I work in an area where a lot of people specialize in um, identifying, you know, therapeutics, pharma companies and things of that nature. And I said that to, to bring up the fact that a lot of these diseases and things of that nature are like on high radar for them. They're always looking at different ways to cure them. So when this all came about, you know, my office went into like, like, I want to say panic mode, but it was like red alert, red alert, get out of here, you know, get your stuff, pack it up right now and get out of here because, you know, outside of what the news shares and what the virus does, like these guys actually know, you know, they, they know the science behind it. They know the, the danger of it. So, you know, by that uh, elevated awareness um, on my end, you know, coming home and just at first, you know, I thought it was just going to be me home because mm -hmm. um, the kids were still in school. My wife was still working. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be great. You know, I'm working from home and everything's quiet, you know. And then a few days later, you hear, hey, schools are shut down. And everyone's going to be home. So it has been uh, an amazing experience, I would say the least, um, just being home with the family. I would have never thought that I would be home with my family for the past three months. This has never, ever been a thought in my mind, right? Um and it's been a great experience, thanks to my wife for holding down, holding it down on the educational end with the boys and their schooling and making sure they get their stuff done. But it's been, um, I, I think we're at a point now where it's, you know, we really raised the awareness on ourselves of how to be just safe in terms of, you know, germs and things of that nature. If this didn't help anything, it helped our kids learn how to wash their hands, you know, how <laughs> yeah. to use the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, unprecedented times you know no none of us that we know that are alive that's ever been through anything like this so you know it's all new for everyone so yeah. we'll see where it goes but uh just glad that i'm safe i'm, I'm home you know the family's safe as well awesome awesome i'm glad you guys are safe too and yeah. uh shout out to nicole your wife she's an amazing person we'll probably talk about her a little later yeah. um but you're actually the first engineer that we brought onto the show so far and i want you just to kind of discuss what the um, general path was for you to go from high school, uh, you know, through college to grad school to become a mechanical engineer? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. No one, I don't really get this question much. Um, but to really share the story of it, I was, for high school, I was homeschooled. My, my mother, she used to work for IBM. And back in the 90s, when IBM was doing their big layoffs, she decided to say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to stay home and uh, I'm going to homeschool my kids. You know, uh, another new thing that we didn't know anything about, you know. Um, so what we did was, you know, when we got to the high school years, my my mother was like, hey, you know, uh, 
let's go take a test over at the community colleges to see where you guys are and see if you guys can take a class or two. Entry-level classes, whatever, you know, let's see where you are. So went over there, my brother and myself, I think we were 11th grade, somewhere around there, yeah, 11th grade, and we took this test and we aced it. And they were like, oh, you guys can enroll. Just go, come on in and enroll in a couple of classes. So we came in, enrolled in a couple of classes, and then um, next thing you know, you know, two years later, we're graduating with associate's degrees. Um, and then it was like, at that point, I was really looking at what I, what I really wanted to do. I, I didn't know. I knew I was good in the math and science areas. Um, you know, I remember I was sitting in the library one day, and I was going back and forth between being a cardiologist and an engineer. Hmm. Now, note I said that in a particular way, cardiologist and an engineer. So cardiology is a, is a specific track in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Engineer is very broad in general, right? So I didn't know what I wanted to do in engineering. You know, it was just like, oh, just be an engineer. Yeah. But on the medical side, I was like, yeah, I want to be a cardiologist. Right? I knew what that was. And I sat there and I was like, you know what, man? Oh, I'm going to be in school for how long if I become a cardiologist? <laughs> nah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not doing it at all. So uh, I went into the engineering track and I went and sat down in front of the computer and said, you know, what's an engineer? Um, I knew I had this, the, the, just the skill set and just the acumen to do it. And I looked it up and I saw a helicopter on the screen and I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to design helicopters. Mm. What kind of engineers are those? And, and they show, you know, aerospace engineers, mechanical engineers. And I was like, oh, mechanical engineer. And that's how I stumbled across the whole mechanical engineering um uh d- degree and I, w- I went after that my graduate i mean for undergraduate graduate school finishing mechanical engineering it, can i sit here and say that i i loved engineering and i love the me- that, that aspect of it no but i was i was good at it mm-hmm. you know so i was like oh wow this is a way to you know bring in some have a great career you know mm-hmm. bring in money and have a great career mm-hmm. so i pursued it and then I launched into my engineering, um, engineering career, you know, and, and just learning the different ropes about engineering and had some great opportunities to work with uh, some great individuals, work on some amazing projects. The, the spaces I was able to go into with access because I was an engineer was um, I would have never thought I would have been able to do. Um, so it's been, a, it was an amazing journey, man. But that's where it all started, man, in the library, just deciding between a doctor an engineer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly clearly both are good choices to make yeah um, but I, I think it's interesting because you you know so many people talk about homeschooling versus you know traditional schooling and and the pluses and minuses to it but you know you and your brother were clearly homeschooled and you had no issue or no problems uh excelling quickly uh you know through through this test and through through your associate's degree um, what do people talk about when they when they ask you about this? You know, usually, and and if they think that homeschool was uh, the best option for you or not? Yeah, um, you know, it's I, I, I believe every family ID um, and pretty much when I say ID, their makeup of their family is what would yield um, uh, the story of their homeschooling journey, right? So I say it like you know. It's personalities, you know, every person can't do, everyone is not geared up to be to homeschool and work independent. Uh, some people need different, different environments. Um, 
Some people um, thrive in being independent and working. Uh, other people thrive in being around a large body of people and being motivated by them and growing. Um, and, and I really, I just say really, you got to find what's best for your family. Um, you got to find what's going to work. You got to find as to, you know, whatever environment that you're in, whatever influences you want around your, your, your kids and whatever, as they're developing and growing, um, you, you got to make that choice, you know? And but I would say that either side of it, you know, it, it, the, the level of work is, it, it is the same. You know, a lot of people will look at homeschooling and say, oh, well, you know, you, you can get up late, you know, you can you know, do work, whatever you want, or you can stay in your pajamas all day. Like I, I didn't come from a family and that's what I'm talking about. Family ID. I didn't come from a family that my parents believed in that. Like my mom was like, get up at five 30 in the morning, you know, get to work, <laughs> you know, get, get, get your work done, you know, get fully dressed. You know, it's not going to be a walk around in your pajamas all day, you know, cause she'd been up already at three o'clock, you know? So it's like, why are you not up? It's five 30. You've been up for two hours already. Um, you know, so when I, when I look at that, I, I automatically say, you know, do what's best for your family. Look at the temperament of your kids. Do what's best for them. Um, we stay very active when we were homeschooled um, in other activities as well, just to substitute uh, different things. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to make the decision and you have to own that decision. You know, um, there are ups and downs to both sides, you know, but you have to know which one's going to work best for you. So that's what I typically say for people. I don't, I don't, I'm not the one that's going to sit here and promote homeschooling all the way, mm-hmm. nor am I going to promote going to uh, going to public or private school. I, I just, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. That's a good point. And I feel like, especially now parents are freaking out because you know, they're home with their kids and it's, it's, they're recognizing how hard it is to teach. They're recognizing how hard it is to keep their kids attention. And I mean, even on our end with Sonali, she's five years old, but um, just trying to keep her grounded and keep her on a schedule. Uh, keep out her her pajamas every day you know those kind of things um, are challenging but you know you 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 circumvented all of that and you you got successful that's really really commendable yeah 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 yeah. super impressive so yeah yeah um so it seemed like you really had a knack for like you said the sciences and the maths um, which makes sense about your transition into the STEM programs and STEM projects talk to us a little bit about what STEM is and about your role in the in the STEM network yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, STEM really is just an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, and is a sidebar real quick, I actually met that or I was introduced to the, invi- the individual that was just that coined the word STEM in like the 50, uh, 60s or 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll be talking to him pretty soon. But, you know, I love his message behind it was like, how do I raise the awareness for those that are minority and disadvantaged as to the opportunity STEM or science, technology, engineering, and math can offer to them uh, in their lives. So, um, you know, as I was going through my career, I mean, be honest, honest with you, I was in most times, maybe one, maybe two of the only minorities that were engineers in my companies. Um, most time it was, I was the only engineer, black engineer in my company for the longer durations of time. And um, though I didn't, at the times I didn't really look at it as, man, I'm the only one because I've always been in situations from being young, being the only one. And it was just like, I, I didn't look at it being the only one. I looked at being, uh, being a part of, right? So I was a part of this group of people 
uh, regardless of, you know, white, black, brown, whatever, whatever it may have been. Um, so it was natural for me to be in a setting at work where I'm the only one on the, on the, on the, um, in the office that's black, you know, as an engineer. Cause I, and many times growing up, I was the only one on the team that was black, you know? So just like, okay, different situation, you know, different, I mean, different place, same situation. Um, but you know, the question started coming to me as into why don't I see more, you know, African-American in this in this industry you know what wh- where are they at and um so that but there's at myself ask asking myself that question i i just started to say hey you know start looking around maybe you know they're hidden somewhere maybe they're here maybe they're in certain locations yeah and uh when i moved from the new york area down to maryland i just knew for sure to come to maryland i was going to run into a lot more african-americans that were engineers uh i just knew it you know and wasn't the case it was the same exact thing that situation as you know new york and i was like wow you know where do i have to go because you see all these programs of all these african-americans graduating from college as engineers and you know maybe it was the field that i was in i i I don't know you know but i said you know what i need to do my part in going back into the community and just raise the awareness as to what an engineering is what an engineer does and the the, the trajectory of your life, where your life can be having a STEM major, right? And, um, you know, started, I started going to schools and speaking to schools, speaking to classrooms, speaking to elementary, middle school, high schools, uh, college students, graduate students, you know, just about my journey, you know, just about the ups and downs, just about, you know, uh, the, the, the great things I've experienced after being an engineer and just really encouraging them like, Hey, you know, there's opportunities for you in this space. And I encourage you to, you know, just stick with this journey because, you know, when you go into the middle school areas, they're all, you know, struggling with the math and, you know, it's like, Oh man, I don't, I'm not going to math here and I'm, I'm not doing this, you know? Uh, then you get into the high school areas, you know, you got some that had been good in math in middle school, but in high school there's other distractions. And it's like, Oh man, do I really want to go, into engineering, or maybe I can just go into some other, you know, some other degree. And I'm not knocking any other degree, but, you know, you start losing the interest as they start getting older. And then when they get into college, if they don't have a network or see a lot of people that look like them, you know, sometimes it can be very discouraging, especially when you're going through some of these types of of classes, you know, you're going to have times where you're going to be flat out, dude, I am done. You know, I don't want to do anything else with engineering. I don't want to do anything else with science and medical. I don't want to do none of that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm done because of the level of difficulty that it has. And um, I remember sharing with a group of of high schoolers one time, you know, in an inner city, uh, I I sharing with them, I said, you know, people may, you may, you may have heard that, hey, science is hard, math is hard, you know, engineering is hard, but that's not hard, man. You just got to apply yourself. You know, what's hard is you waking up to gunshots in the middle of the night. That's hard. You walking down a corner uh, down your street and not sh- knowing if you're going to get robbed or shot. That, that's hard. You, you waking up and not having any food in your refrigerator and you got to figure out how to bring some money into the house so that you can eat you and your family. You know, that's hard. Don't let people fool you as to what hard is. You know, if, if you have the opportunity to do this, just apply yourself so that you can have, and, and I know that you have everything it takes to do it because of the situation, the environment that you grew up in. So that's kind of the message that I, I've been getting across to a lot of students um, this around around the world, really. 
uh, or just about STEM. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, I'm always impressed by you when you talk about STEM, man. It's 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 that thing that I think we always needed, um, and I'm glad that it's you see it everywhere now. Um, and I'm hoping that my daughter and whoever else is coming that really just embodies it and continues just to follow it. Now, yeah. now looking at you know the STEM program and where you currently work, you work at Johns Hopkins, and you know as as someone who's been in the Baltimore area a couple of times. I know where Hopkins is located. It's it's not in the best of neighborhoods, um, and you know the John Hopkins University is one of the most prestigious universities in the country, um, which is in the neighborhood which is not one of the best neighborhoods in the world. So, what was it like working at John Hopkins? You know, as a minority, um, and you know, knowing what you just talked about in terms of mentorship and and what kids are experiencing in terms of their own environment and their own environmental challenges, but also working at one of the most prestigious universities in the world. Yeah, 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 man. Let me tell you, I um, the first book I read was from a doctor that was from uh, Hopkins, right? And, uh, and, and from that point on, I was like, you know what? And I was young, I was like 11, 12. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to Johns Hopkins. You know, whether it's going to be for undergraduate work or, you know, graduate school um, or just working there one day. And I remember the day that I got a phone call back from Hopkins saying, hey, you know, we want you to come in for an interview. I was like and I was walking there. I was like, wow, you know, this dream that I've had for years to work for an organization, uh, not an organization like this for this organization in particular, you know, is about to come true. And I, I remember, you know, going into that interview and just sharing my story and just sharing my experience and, and them saying, hey, Rick, you know, we, we want you to join us. And uh, that was just like, wow, you know, all these years, man. And at that point had been over 15, 15 years that I, you know, had dreamed that dream of working at Johns Hopkins mm -hmm. and uh, being able to walk on that campus for the first time the medical campus at first, for the first time, like as a Hopkins employee, getting your badge saying, hey, you're a part of Johns Hopkins, you know, uh, it was a surreal moment, man, surreal. And I, and I am uh, always grateful for the opportunity to be a part of the organization uh, because of that. And, but with that, it definitely put me in, as I was driving into the office mm -hmm. um, every single day, you know, you're driving back past buildings that are boarded up. Um, not buildings, you're passing past homes that are boarded up. <laughs> you're, passing, you're driving past homes that are burnt. You're driving past uh, areas with streets with garbage all over it, you know, mm. people hanging out, you know, typical, you know, city, um, uh, undeveloped areas in, 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 in cities. And um, you're looking, and, and, and an overwhelming feeling came over me, like, yo, Rick, what do you do? And God was, I said, God, what do I do here? Like, God, what do I do here? Like, how, how, you know, I can't be going to work every single day, you know, and, and fulfilling my dream, and I'm driving past all of this, and, I, and I, I don't do anything. You know, like, what do I do? And being at Hopkins, what it has allowed me to do is, you know, raise my, my platform in the sense of the opportunities that I'm able to um, uh, go after, you know, uh, opportunities to work with organizations that are in this, within the city, you know, opportunities to work for, for schools that are in the city uh, under the Hopkins banner, 
you know, carrying name like, hey, you know, I'm part of this great institution, but this institution is only as great as the community that's around it, you know, and I'm out here in this community trying to uh, show uh, students and organiz- people in different organizations that, hey, you know, we're, we're here, I'm here uh, to support you, I'm here to build you up, and whatever resources I have at my disposal, here they are for you. So it's been an amazing experience as being able to tie in my passion for the community and the raising awareness of STEM and being a part of such a great institution that really supports me uh, going out and raising that offering those services to the individuals that are out there. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think about, um, you know, when I was growing up, there were people who came into our classrooms and I, I went to various schools, as you know, from private to public, but um, yeah, when they brought people in, they didn't usually look like us. Um, uh, but to have someone who looks like you to go into your classroom and, and talk to you about something that may be just foreign to them, like a completely different profession or a completely different world that they had no idea about, it does bring hope. I think it does bring a sense of, you know, I can do this. And like you said, you know, reading the books that you read, I always think about um, all the books that I've read in terms of all the amazing doctors who went to Hopkins and the amazing work that they did there. So you represent so much more now being a person of color who is representing this organization because it just puts into perspective that you can do it, they can do it, or you know, I can do it. And, and yeah. I think that's really encouraging, especially during this time where, um, you know, black men in general are being gunned down every single day for doing anything. Um, yeah. 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 To see you go out there and, and to see your face, um, I'm sure it has to be an inspiration to a lot of the young people who are in the Baltimore area. Absolutely, man. And, and, and really, that's what, where my drive is a lot in a lot of areas, in a lot of ways, because um, for the, the students in the city, for them to see, you know, someone, I was like, man, I have to go out and achieve everything that I can achieve. You know, I have to go out and, and accomplish everything that I can accomplish, not for myself, but the fact that so that I can help those that are behind me. They can see an example. They can, my, my boys themselves, they can see an example uh, on top of the students that are out there and just don't believe that this route is possible. You know, it's, uh, you know, my, my, you know, I have family in Baltimore, you know, and it's, you know, it's just like, you know, when I go out there and, and be honest with you, I don't even know all my family in Baltimore, you know? Um, so when I go out there to every single school that I'm going out to, I don't even know if I'm talking to my cousin, you know, I don't even know if I'm talking to someone that I'm, I'm related to. So it's like, when I go out there, I got to make sure that if I know I want my family to strive and, 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 and um, thrive in life, then I look at every single person that I come encounter with, it's like, I don't know if we're related, but guess what? I have to, adopt, in my mind, I had to adopt you as my family and because, and because I want you to succeed, I'm gonna pour everything I have out uh, to you right now. So yeah, it's been an amazing experience. Um, you can't do enough of that work and um, just, just praying I can continue on um, in the years to come. Awesome. Awesome. Now you, my friend, have your own podcast uh, called The Success Journey Show. Uh, talk to the listeners about what that show is all about. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a uh, success journey show, man. You know, I, we actually had you on. You, man, thank you, man. You were one of our first podcast guests, um, man, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago, man. It's gone so fast. Uh, <laughs> Man, the show is really based off the premise of, you know, what is success? How do you define success, man? 
And uh, that is so, it varies so much uh, based off of who you are, uh, your perspective on life. And we try to uh, narrow down myself and my co-host, Marlon Madden, we, we try to, by looking at stories of individuals that are traveling down these different roads, um, try to pull out of them, hey, what was your journey like to get where you are? You know, what were the highs? What are the lows? And try to find the underlying um, fundamental characteristics that they have and connect them through all of our uh, guests that we have on our show. And a lot of things we sound, found were, you know, diligence, discipline, uh, determination, drive, you know, having those four Ds, it's like, man, there's nothing that you can't accom accomplish no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. So really the show is a behind the scenes look at people on their journey to success, um, how they're traveling and what's their plan to get there. Mm, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, no, I really, I appreciate being on the show. It was a highlight for me. Uh, it inspired me to do this show, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I love the fact that you, you're using your platform to just put out their positivity. Uh, to put out there that, you know, like we talked about before, this journey is not an easy one. It's something that you're going to go through stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. drive, determination, all those Ds that make you the person you're going to be tomorrow or today. Yeah. It's yeah. those things that make up the pathway or the, the platform for success. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Because like, like, take, take yourself, you know, you, you, you know, you have a book written, you know, you have a podcast, you know, you have your company, Be More Today, you know, and it's like people see that, but they don't see okay, I get up every single day and I do X, Y, Z, you know, to write that book, I had to spend hours and hours of putting text to paper and, you know, going through the process to even get this podcast together. You know, you got to go back after you do the the nice recording part of it, you go back and you edit it, get it ready to launch up. Like people don't see that type of the work. So what society has, you know, been shown today versus in the media is, you know, things that lead to immediate gratification. So when they start going through the, oh man, I got to do this part, I got to do that part. Oh man, I didn't know this was going to happen. The first thing they want to do is shut down. So our idea with the show is that if they see enough people uh, in different places where they aspire to be and actually see the true story of how they got there, you know, it would demystify what that Instagram success is mm. and prepare them for the journey that they're going to be going on as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That's completely accurate. Um, speaking of books, my friend, you have two books. Now I have one. <laughs> you have two. I'm trying to keep up with you, but it's getting really hard now. Um, talk to the people about what the, the two books that you have are. I read one, but I haven't read the other one. Yeah. 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 So the first book, my first book was, uh, live on E and I taught eight elements to, um, excel and empower your life. Right. And that one was really catered to that audience that I was going out and speaking to every single day. Um, high, uh, high school students, early up to early career students, um, more specifically in the STEM area, just leaving my story with them. Um, you know, it's been a journey uh, for me. And when I go and speak in a lot of these different platforms, I'm not able to share all my stories. Um, so I say, look, I need to be able to leave them with something. So that is uh, just a, a book, a complete book from start to finish of, you know, my life, what motivates me, what drives me, uh, what challenges I've come up to and how I internalize a lot of these challenges to try to 
uh, come out successful on the back end of it. Uh, so that's that book. The second book um, was actually a collaboration with a few men. Uh, the book is called Purpose Pioneers. And that was a book that was focused around highlighting adversity and overcoming adversity. Uh, so with it being a collaboration, I, I, I like the collaborations because I, less writing for me on my end, but uh, <laughs> you still get to claim the book, right? Um, so, you know, that was a collaboration with these guys. And, you know, I, I got a chance to write uh, a chapter to just around my story, um, more in depth to beyond the career, beyond my, my, my businesses, behind all that stuff, and just really the personal me. And then the, the difficulties I've had coming up in life uh, through medical conditions and things of that nature. So yeah, the both books are on Amazon, um, both on um, my, one is on my website, The Success Journey Show. Uh, if you're interested in taking a look at it, by all means, man, take a look and share it, man. Share it with, the, with these students, share it with these young professionals because man, I, I believe just there's so much life in just listening to the stories and reading the stories of people that have gone before you. So yeah. yeah. Folks, the live life on ebook is fantastic. Uh I know when you did the book promo for it at Beacon, the church that actually you and I went to, we both were AY leaders, not at the same time, but um in succession. And we grew up together mostly in church. You played basketball together, all this stuff. So yeah, yeah, reading yeah. your book for the first time was incredible because it just put a different light on how I saw you as a person. Um it really mm-hmm. Uh, let me know that, well, just reminded me of how awesome you are, but it also reminded me that, you know, everyone's journey is different. And I just love the creativity you put in the book where uh, you use your engineering platform and your platform to to show that what you went through um, can be easily put into a a system or a formula um, Mm -hmm. that's for everybody. And, you know, it may be a different journey for everybody, but the, the, the journey is still the same in terms of you have to get from point A to point B and yeah, you yeah, not yeah. give up. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I think of all the things you've been through physically in terms of, uh, you know, issues in terms of breathing and what have you, you know, over your, over your life and yeah. just sports injuries and, and whatnot. And just seeing even your Achilles tendon, um, you know, that you know, oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, just so people know, Ricky and I did a race together. We did a Spartan race together. Oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> It oh. was interesting. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got to the one mile mark, and I was like, "I got to do seven more of these." Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, oh, well, man. Let's talk about that now. So yeah, we did a sport race together, and um, <laughs> it it was a race. And Ricky was ready, but not so ready. Not so ready at all, man. <laughs> we uh, we did this race together. We were I I I stuck with you. You stuck with me the whole time, and. Uh, I think it was. I think it was you sticking with me the whole time. <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> got to Ooh, that was something else, yeah. man. Yeah, but you, you you were persistent, and you got through it, and and we got through it, and um. Oh, but I just think about all those things really make up how, you know, authors or people who do these things and talk to other people, they use those experiences to relay to others, you know, about the journey, whether it's a Spartan race you're going through, or just a physical issue, or or mental health issues, or just school in general, um, that adversity is real. I mean, the, the, your, your second book, which I need to read, is entitled How to Overcome Adversity, Survive Setbacks, and Thrive on Purpose. I mean, that to me is is powerful. Like, thrive on purpose is something that I think that whole concept is something that we as people should be able to really plug into our systems because adversity is here. 
um, striving and surviving through setbacks are what we are doing every single day or should be doing every single day. So, um, you know, both of your books are just very powerful and, and I, I'm excited that you're using multiple platforms to put that out there from the podcast yeah, to the books and, yeah, and everything. You just do an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We, my, for a long time, I was like, man, I'm done. I'm not writing any more books. But then, uh, it hit me one day this this during this COVID time. I, I think book number three is on is on its way, mm. uh, but is more so going to capture the principles that we've captured in all of our podcasts. I mean, we're up to seventy eight uh, interviews that we've done over the last year and a half, and it's like, man, how do we package this in a way so that people they may not be able to go back and listen to all these podcasts? You know, how do we capture it so that they can you know get the information as well? So. Yeah, I, I'm putting that out there as more of an accountability thing because mm-hmm. I'm really not in a space for writing right now, but mm-hmm. it's coming. It's definitely going to come. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. <laughs> uh, so fast forward, your latest venture right now is working with uh, a group called Hit Dr. MD. What is that about? Whew, man. Yeah, this is exciting, man. This is exciting. So, I mean, just to really bring more transparency to my story, you know, I, I got to a point of, uh, you know, after going out and talking to the schools and the students, you know, I really felt, you know, my impact was good. I, I always felt that I left those situations with, with students being more inspired. Uh, but I really had nothing to offer outside of that. And uh, talking to one of my mentors and he's like, Rick, you really need to focus in on building your your economic status yourself and your capital yourself. You know, you need to be in a position where you can offer more to these students, um, you know, speaking to them is going to be great. It's great. But when you leave, you know, it's, mm-hmm. what else are you going to leave them with? You know? And, and I remember, um, uh, doing a graduation last year at this time where, you know, I, I've spoken to them many years and, you know, I, I le- left them, you know, excited and everything, but I was like, the program is struggling. The program you know, I, I, I want to be able to offer to this program. I want to be like, yo, here's a check for X amount, you know, here, just go and help build your programming versus me telling you all the great dreams and things that you could do, you know, as a student and as a program, you know, really help in that sense. So I started looking at that and I, and I kind of pulled back, man. I pulled back from speaking. I pulled back from a lot of different things that I was doing and really try to refocus and recenter myself. And one thing I recentered myself in was just my kids and myself, uh, my three boys that I have. And, and I was putting a lot more time with them, you know, a lot more time just being there, a lot more time. Uh, my wife and not my schedule switched a little bit. So I had to, you know, be home with them in the morning, getting them ready for school, which is something I've never done in my life, you know, uh, their life, I should say. Uh, so it was just a whole new experience for me. And you know, after school, taking them to games and things of that nature, you know, just really spending more time with them as they're getting older. And uh, I, I, I said, my son liked baseball. And I said, man, if you really like it, stick with this season, stick with two seasons and see how excited you are about it. But if I see you really like it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a coach. Right. Mm-hmm. So I ended up meeting this guy um, one year during one of Solomon's um, baseball seasons. And he was working with some students, and I was like, oh, man, these students are hitting pretty well. Like, these guys are – everyone he's, he's working with, they're smacking the ball. I was like, man, I want my kid to be able to do that one day. But I'm like, nah, he's not serious enough for me to invest money like this right now, you know. 
a year later, man, I see Solomon develop a lot more. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call this guy up and see if he's still training in this dark start meet him. So met him, we kicked it off talking, you know, um, you know, he really enjoyed working with my son and I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. So then one day he said to me, he's like, you know what, man, I want to write a book one day. I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, one day he has these inventions in my head, man, these ideas. And yeah, I really need an engineer, man, that can really help me out in, um, you know, bringing them to life. Mind you, I've never told him what I did. I never told him anything about myself, you know, mm-hmm. and he's saying these things. And one thing I, God told me, like, Rick, look for, look for different opportunities in different areas, you know, um, areas in where you can be your full self and add the most value, right? So though I'm not going out every single day looking, but my ears are always open, right? And my eyes are always open. So he said those things. I said, hey, you know, I can, I wrote two books, man. And um, I, I, I'm an engineer. I can look at your, what you're doing and make sure engineering, it looks sound. And, you know, I can put some ideas on it. We can come up with something. One thing led to the next, man. And, you know, here we are today with a, f- a full company. Uh, we have our first uh, uh, invention. The prototype is, is done. Um, we have, um, we're, we're getting ready to, you know, uh, put some revisions to make a final uh, product. We're raising capital for for it. Uh, you know, get everything in order on the phone with accountants, on the phone with lawyers, on the phone. I mean, it's just like it's surreal, man. Because a, a year ago, before I met this guy, I'm just like, you know, just let me focus on my kids. And by me doing that, you know, running into this guy, mm-hmm. uh, a, a great individual, um, and it was just like, wow, you know. And the thing that got, that got me the most, he was like, Rick, you know, above everything, you know, I really feel that, you know, God sent me, God sent you to me. And he, he wasn't like a super religious person, mm-hmm. but by, by, so by me hearing that, I'm just like, wow, God, this is bigger than just, you know, me just starting a company. This is bigger than just me to start a relationship. This is really me showing, you know, who you are through how I um, act, showing who you are through how I carry out this relationship. And, um, dude, it's just been phenomenal. So what we do is, man, we have a platform we're developing right now to do some online coaching for baseball players, specifically hitting, um, instruction. Uh, like I said, the inventions that we're working on every single day, this guy's coming out with a new invention and I have to be like, all right, slow down, slow down, man. We gotta get the first one out. We gotta get the first one out, man. <laughs> but it's exciting because it's like, wow, you know, these things it, it's building up and I'm, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time, uh, to really carry this thing forward. So. Yeah, it's exciting, man. It's That's really incredible. Is, yeah. So is there an age range for this? Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. We are training targets 9 to 15-year-old okay. uh, boys and girls who play baseball and softball. Um, but that's our target age range. But we can go all the way up to major leagues. But, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, fun, fun. Incredible. That's awesome. That's really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the fact that you're able to use, like I said before, all of your – platforms um and all of your knowledge to uh, uh to touch different different expertise it's that's what success is man you are a success yeah well, man it's it's that it's that steady pursuit of you know going after something bigger you know I, even this morning you know i was talking before the podcast and i was like you know talking to nicole and i was like you know i feel it's our duty you know especially what's going on in the world around us right now it's our duty to shine as, as men, African-American men, so that people see an example of, 
of what greatness can be, you know? Yeah. You can't just go around and talk about greatness and not show it, you know? You can't talk about, oh man, the sky is the limit when you limit yourself at different levels, you know? Um, so I really, 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 like I had this burden on my heart to give everything that I can, um, not just for myself, for my kids, for other African-American boys that are out there that, that, are, that want something better out of, li- out of life, or not even know they want something better out of life right now, but they, they see something better, like, oh, wow, I can do that too. Um, it's just a burden that's on my heart, man. And I don't know how it got there, but it's there, and it's not going to shake unless I you know, do something about it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. It, man. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more. Uh, the Be More Today show after these messages. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. What's going on, folks? We're still here in the building. Episode 15 of the Be More Today show. We got Ricky Ventures Jr. on the line. He is an engineer, uh, the co-host of the Success Journey show, author of two books, and all-around fun guy. He has inspired us just to be more um, and to really show you the success journey that he's gone through to just use his talents to uh, affect change globally. Um, Ricky, I'm just happy again that you're on the show with us today. And, and I got to ask you, like everybody I've asked on the show so far, as you know, Be More Today is our hashtag, it's our brand, it's our motto. And this is the Be More Today section of our podcast right now. I need to know from you, sir, what you think Be More Today, the phrase, means to you. Mm, man, that... Let me tell you something. That phrase is powerful in itself, man, because when I hear be more today, it automatically resets my mind every morning. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I grew up, um, you know, just under the phrase, it's uh, his mercy, his mercies are new every morning, you know, mercies are new every single morning, you know, or forgetting all those things that are behind me, press forward towards the mark of the prize, you know. When they, when I say forget all things that are behind me, he didn't say just forget the bad things, you know. Even forget the good things, you know. It was like I'm gonna keep pressing. So when I hear "be more today," I'm just like, okay, today is all that matters, you know. Tomorrow, I, I can't do anything about yesterday. Um, I may have done well, I may have failed, I don't know, but I can't do anything about it. Uh, I can't do anything about tomorrow. So I need to be present and today and give everything that I have, man. So that's what be more today. Uh, that's how it resonates in me whenever I hear it. Mm, I like that. Yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, you were 18 at one point in time. And I think actually you and I were probably around the same environment. We were both 18, we were playing basketball yeah. or what have you. Um, yeah. And we had a lot of advice that was shared to us by other people in our churches and our friend circle. Yeah. Uh, is there one thing that you wish that someone had shared with you um, when you were 18 that you didn't hear? <laughs> you know what? I, I had an answer for that right before. I, as he was asking me that, I was like, I know he's going to ask me. I have an answer for it. <laughs> And as you started to, you know, finish that question, I was like, man, I, I heard the advice when I was 18, but then I listened to it. 
<laughs> it's like I heard all those things. You know, like, wow, I heard them. You know, that, that person told me this, that person told me that. Uh, so I would say it's not that advice that I didn't hear, but more so my perception on life, man, at that time, you know, what I would do different. And, and I would say to myself, you don't know it all. Mm. You don't know it, man. You yeah. know, and, you know I, I, I think one good attribute about myself is, you know, that I like to try to learn things. I like to try to be knowledgeable in different areas uh, and be confident in the knowledge that I do know, but also have to be uh, uh, reminded I should have been even more focused on, yeah, just because I'm learning a lot and I, and I'm, I, I feel that I know you don't know. You know, there's things that you just don't know because you don't have the perspective yet. So I, I really wish, man, that I trusted the, uh, some of the advice that was given to me earlier on uh, more in a sense that I was more open to different perspectives than, than I was. So yeah, that's what I would say to my 18 year old self, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we go around guys, man, they always share their, you know, their wisdom and their knowledge. And I'm just right. like, oh, man, you know, my dad may always, I mean, man, my dad has dropped knowledge and jewels all the time. And I'm like, oh man, he just doesn't like me, man. He just doesn't want me to do well. He doesn't want, you know, you know, man, you don't know what I'm, you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know, you know, just, you know, those things you have with right. your father, you know, it's just like, oh man. But if I would have sat down, just been more patient and understanding. And now that I have my own kids and like, mm. that's how I was thinking when I was mm. that yeah, age, yeah, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. That's funny. I, you know, remember I think about your father, he always uses the word recalibrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Word that I remember him saying, you got to recalibrate. I'm like, okay. And that, that's something that sticks with me to this day. But um, yeah, you're right. There were so many things that were probably said to us that we just weren't listening to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in hindsight, everything is 2020. So it, it is yeah. what it is. Exactly. Now, I shared a Zig Ziglar quotation today, but on your Facebook page, you have one also. And it says, well, one is in little things, he is also in great. Mm-hmm. And I, what do you think are the keys to a fulfilled life when it comes to your quotation and your experiences so far up to this point? Yeah. Oh, man. Man, that's a loaded question, man. Um, I would say the keys to a fulfilled life is really having a, 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 a broad vision and a mission for life. You know, um, if your mission and your vision for life is something that can be, um, I would say it, that it doesn't stretch you, you know, you'll never be fulfilled because you'd be going from one thing to the next. Right. Uh, for me, it's like I have an ultimate goal where I want to be. And as long as I man, see myself just really, constantly every single day waking up with that hope, you know, waking up with that, you know, this like joy of like, yeah, I'm going to get there one day being optimistic about that. Um, that's fulfillment, man. And, and being happy in your, your, like I said already in the, in the last question is being happy in your, in your present moment, you know, uh, not taking event for, um, this event, oh my goodness, for granted, uh, the things that you have, you know, in the present, you know, um, we all can want more, <clears throat> but, you know, are you satisfied that, you know, your current conditions, your the current car you have, the current uh, 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 utilities that are, are supplied to your house, your current job, or your current, <laughs> all these things, you know, are you satisfied, you know, and not satisfied to be content, but satisfied to be grateful, you know, 
Um, and when you start having that perspective, man, you start really seeing how fulfilled you really are because you know you're going towards something and every single morning you can hope and, and strive towards that. But at the same time, every single day you're grateful for what you have. So mm-hmm. I think that's where fullness, um, being having that fulfilled, fulfilled life, you know, really starts to play in. Uh, and I struggle with that. I'm not, I'm not saying that as though I, I master that. You know, there are a lot of times where I'm like, man, you know, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that, man. I got to do this. I want this. I want that. And a lot of times I got to put myself in check. Like, yo, dude, like, you know, you, you're, you're good. You know, you're good. If, if you don't, if, if you don't get not one more blessing, if you don't attain any, another thing, you know, you've done, you've done well, you know, and um, just being able to be okay with that in yourself, man, that right there um, is what will, will help you understand what fulfillment looks like for yourself. Yeah. No, that's a good answer. Um, even with that, do you feel like, do you feel like there's still a bucket list when it comes to your life, even though you have that fulfillment, do you still think there are things that you want to do but haven't done? And if so, name me one thing on your bucket list. Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad you asked this question because I've been sharing this with everybody that I've been talking to for the last two weeks because I just found it. Man, I, um, uh, I, um, for one of the programs that I started, the STEM program, we had the kids design a building. Um, with, with our help and the, the building was designed for their needs, you know, in the urban areas and a rec building innovation center, all that kind of stuff. And we named it the inventor's center. And, um, and, uh, I found the photo and as I was cleaning my office two weeks ago and I, I've actually framed it, uh, it's behind me now. I don't know if you can see it too well, but it's behind me now on my wall. And that right there is on my top of my bucket list. Like, yo, I want to be able to construct this building right here mm-hmm. for these for these kids, for these students to go into, man, and have a safe environment, an environment that can nurture their learning and their growing. So, you know, I'm sorry I didn't say, you know, you know, bungee jumping or, you know, skydiving or something like that. But, you know, it's just that's on there, too. But that right there is like top of mind right now. Like, that's what I'm waking up to every day. I got to cross that off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That might be the best bucket list answer I've gotten so far on this show. <laughs> it's not even about you. It's about yeah. other people. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's, sure. that's big time. Um, and and it, it leads me to my next question, which is pretty obvious that you're a giving person and that you're, you're, you know, such a loving person, but you're also a father. And, you know, for this Father's Day show, I want you to talk about uh, your three boys, because you're raising three African American boys in this environment, um, where, as you can tell, you know, black men, um, everyone, but black men in particular, are, are kind of being, not kind of, are being hunted down and targeted uh, more than ever before. Um, so, what do you think is the most challenging uh, and most rewarding thing about being a father? Mm. I say the most challenging thing about being a father is, oh man, knowing if you're doing it right. <laughs> you know, you, you laid out, you know, three African American boys, and you know, just knowing that, you know, did did I show them everything I could so that they can survive in this life and um, be God fearing men, you know. Um, you know, I had a situation happen last week. Had a, took them on a walk where, you know, over time I let them, you know, travel a little further away from me on their bikes or whatever it may be. And, you know, they traveled pretty far away from me that time, pretty much out of my sight. And uh, a cop car passed me and turned 
in a direction they were in. Hmm. And when all the stuff that's going on, my whole heart is dropped. Like, oh man, you know, there's nothing I can do right now to get to them in time. There's nothing I can do. No, I can't run. I can, you know, I'm out there running, I'm jogging, but I cannot pick up the face fast enough in order to get there to where they are um, to make sure I can control the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like, in my mind, it's like, I have to rely on the fact that one, they, they operate in a way in which I train them to operate, right? So it's scary, but it's like, I have to, I, I have to come to my mind like, okay, I can't do anything. So they have to be able to do what I shared, what I told them to do. And to be able to pull around that corner and this goes to more of the joys of being a father, actually see them doing exactly what you train them to do. Um, even to another level that I, something that I didn't tell them to do, but they still follow protocol, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that was rewarding. Cause like, wow, out of my sight, they're still carrying on in a way in which I trained them. Hmm. Um, and they were not afraid to take it to another level and still operate under the foundations in which I show them to do it. So, you know, and when I say it like that, I don't want to make it sound, make it sound like it was deep. It was more so crossing a, a huge street. You know, I usually don't let them do it by themselves. I want to see it, but they, all right, we're good. All right, boom, let's go. You know, and it's just, um, be able for them to be able to take that on themselves. Um, even though my wife, when I tell her about it, she's like, what? They, anyways, <laughs> You know, but uh, I think that right there, that story in itself um, packaged both of those, those, those both sides of those questions where, you know, the, the biggest fear is just making sure that I'm doing the right thing and teaching them and training them the right way. But the greatest joy is actually see them executing in the things that I'm showing them. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Dad for the win. Dad for the yeah, win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, man, the challenge and the boys, man, they're all different personalities, all different likes, dislikes. Uh, man, it's a cha- they, they challenge us every single day, man, every mm-hmm. single day. But it, it's fun, man, just the joy that they bring in the family and to see them, see them grow up now. My oldest son thinks he's a chef. Mm-hmm. So he's just making like like all these different – he's creative with it too, man. And he's just like, I'm making like this pasta with chicken and this sauce. I'm like, where you get the sauce from? I don't know. I just found it here. I'm just going to put it all together. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just clean up your mess, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting to see, man. Them growing up, man. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, so Ricky, as you know, I wrote a book. Um, it's yeah. called "Be More Today: A Forty Guide to a Better Version of You." And in the book, we talk about these steps to greatness um, that I outline that people should be able to take to get to where they want to be. Starting something new, stopping something, and having a goal for their life. So. Uh, what's one thing that you wanted or have already started to do this year? Yeah. Um, one thing would be, <laughs> we laugh about the whole Spartan race thing, but I tell you, man, this, our goal this year is really getting myself back in, in tip top shape in terms of fitness um, and health wise. Um, you know, it was frustrating. I was going through a couple of injuries over the last year and um, I got through them. You know, and then I just have to really recalibrate my mind and, you know, say, hey, you know, I can do this. And, you know, this year is really focused on getting myself back. You know, um, I mean, I may not be jumping up and down on the basketball court, you know, like I used to be, you know, when I was 18, 20, 20 years old. But, you know, at least just live a healthy life, man, and, and as much as I can, you know. So that's my number one 
uh, one of my, I would say my number two goal for myself this year that I've really been trying to incorporate. So it's been looking good, man. And, and the thing is, for me, is different. Um, just to give a little more explanation, just not about fitness for me. Like I told you about my health problems, all that kind of stuff growing up. So, you know, I'm really building up, you know, running and, you know, I started off walking and a few months ago and just walking, 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 walking. Now I'm up to, I said, let me run a half a mile. Now I'm running a mile and a half and, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep building up on it every single day, you know, going out there and just trying to build up, man. And, um, just enjoying the process of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Good, good. I'm proud of you. Good job. Yeah, yeah, man. I knew you would like that answer, man. <laughs> I, I will be ready. When they do Spartans again, I, I will be ready, man. I ain't going to be huffing and puffing, man, like I was last time. We're going to do it again. For those of you who don't know, we did a Spartan race. It was actually a, a super. Yes. It wasn't the basic one. No. The basic one's about, you know, three to five miles. This was the super. It's the next level up. So it was about eight to ten miles. Yeah. And uh, close to ten miles. We got through it. It was smack in the face, but we did it together. But yeah, next time I'm sure you'll be you'll be much more ready. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on it. Um, what's one thing that you want to stop doing this year? Oh man, so I mean that would go right to my first goal um, that I have this year: uh, devaluing myself, man. Mm. Um, one thing I recognized this year: um, I went and got a, a, a personal coach. Um, for professional development, things of that nature, and business development. Uh, something I've never invested in in the past, but I said, you know, I need, I really need to do this this year. And um, sat down for the first session, and she looked over my stuff, and she was like, why don't you believe that you should, you should have this? Why don't you believe you should have that? Why don't you feel that you're ready for this? Why don't you feel you're ready for that? And I'm just like, yeah, that's a pretty good question. And it all boiled down to, like, I don't, eval- I don't value what I can offer what I, what I do offer enough. Um, so one thing I want to stop doing this year is devaluing myself. Um, and really just give everything that I got, um, and, and understanding that I have more to give. So it's really a mindset shift for myself this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I, I, I have so many friends who are in that same boat of just devaluing themselves. So I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. 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 And then finally, one goal that you have or had for 2020. One goal that I have for 2020. I mean, I, I mean, those those two have been the most uh, up front for me. Um, if I can throw another one in there uh, for 2020, uh, it'd be really um, just building a t- building this team out, man. Uh, when I set when, when at the beginning of this year. Um, amongst this whole hit doctor thing that I'm doing, this company, you know, it has a huge opportunity to grow. Um, man, I, I might want to start start talking numbers, man. These inventions and stuff is just like it don't even seem real to me, man. But just it's like being able to, to grow something to that point, you know, uh, is a huge goal for me that I'm putting on myself this year uh, to really to materialize. Uh, so. I would say more so my, my personal goal on top of the other two that I, that I share, number three would be more professional development, personal development on my end uh, so that I can, you know, offer more to the world, offer more, more to my family uh, and my friends around me. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Any final tips or thoughts, advice you want to share, future engineers who are coming up, people involved in STEM at all, anything that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, future 
uh, STEM enthusiasts, enthusiasts. I'm sorry, I have things going off in my background here. Sorry, but uh, future STEM enthusiasts, I, I just want you to know that, listen, the world is out there for you. They need diversity. Um, you can't create and design for a world that you don't know and you can't see. Uh, so they need those eyes. They need those experience to create for it. So um, I would encourage you, man, to embrace who you are. Um, if you don't know who you are, uh, take time to ask people around you where where they see you, the areas they see that you're strong in, uh, where they value you the most, man, and just grab hold to that thing and just run with it, man. The world is yours. Um, just go out there and get it. So that's mm -hmm. what I'll say to the future stimists awesome. that are coming up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ricky, tell the people where they can find your your podcast and your books and anything else that you want to share about following you on social media. Yeah, absolutely, man. I am on uh, Instagram, uh, Ricky underscore Venters, uh, PE, professional engineer. Uh, we didn't even get to that story. But yeah, that that right there, um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram with social, uh, uh, Success Journey Show. Um, you can find all of our podcasts. Uh, you can go to our website, The Success Journey Show as well, to listen to previous podcasts and upcoming information. Uh, and my most latest venture, uh, uh, you can look at uh, Hit Doctor MD. Hit Doctor MD uh, is a news platform that we're forming for baseball and softball, man. That's going to take off. You're not going to see my face. It's so ironic. All the other stuff you'll see my face on. For the Hit Doctor, you would not see my face. You won't see me anywhere. But everything that you see is created and developed by me. And uh, I'm loving being in that seat. That, that seat is the first time I'm in the back seat just making things work. So. Yeah, yeah. That's where you can find me. Uh, if you want to email me, rickydventers at gmail.com. So it's been a pleasure, Sean, man, just being on here with you, man. And like always, man, I love what you're doing, man. Love you, man. Love you as a father, friend, um, man, husband, all that you've been doing and getting this Be More Today word out to the world, man. Keep it going, man. I'm just excited to be along the journey with you, man. I appreciate it, Ricky. And thank you so much for being the special guest for our Father's Day edition of the Be More Today show. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And I know I learned so much today just about STEM and about engineering. And yeah, we'll have to bring you back on and talk about that PE story. I know you, I remember the PE story we talked about, before, that, that journey from that. So oh, yeah. we'll bring you back on the show, just talk about that by itself. And I'm definitely going to do that for sure. So yeah, 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 thank yeah, you so yeah. much for joining me, sir. And yeah, our quote today, again, was by Zig Ziglar. When obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You do not change your decision to get there. I hope that you guys just take that to heart. And when things uh, go awry, when things get hard, don't forget where you're going. Uh, don't, don't change your mind to get there. Um, change your decision, but don't change your focus. Uh, get there, get there, get there, and don't give up. Uh, you can follow us, as always, on Be More Today, uh, Facebook and Instagram. We are on there on all platforms as well for our website, bemoretoday.com. That's bemoretoday.com for anything regarding our music, uh, my book, or the podcast information. And please subscribe to our YouTube pages. I've been putting out workouts on there for you guys during this quarantine time, so check those out as well. Um, the Be More Today show is available on Spotify, Apple Music. Anchor, Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and CastBox. So please check those out. And there is also a, a contribution page. So go on there. And if you want to give us anything, just keep the show rolling and moving and grooving, we greatly appreciate it. If you want us to send um, 
people that you know, any questions about uh, being on the show or have any advice for other topics that you want to hear on the show, send us an email at bemore2day.com. That's number two, bemore2day.com. Or send us a direct message on any of our social media platforms. The Words for Life project is coming out in July. We actually had a watch party on June 15th that was phenomenal. My music producer, Terrence Farrell, is doing his thing. So look out for July for the Words for Life Volume 3 project coming out very, very soon on the Be More Today platform. And I'm excited for that and all things Be More Today. This is going to be the year that we just make sure we can encourage others to be more every single day. Folks, thank you so much for joining us for episode number 15. And as always, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life. And continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. Peace. Living life with nothing to prove. I'm gonna be a better version of me.